Oh my God. I, I, I don't even care. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't even care that I'm wearing a Cleveland Browns jersey. Uh, hello and welcome to the show. It's Punchlines. I'm Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan. You know what? I don't even care. Look, I lost a bet. Look, look, I'm wearing it. And it's like a dress on me. Look at this thing. Oh, 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 oh. Just got some abs or lack thereof abs. By the way, I have the largest belly button known to man. Look at that. You could fit a 50 cent piece in there. My friend, Frank Merge, who's what? You could put a 50 cent piece. F1 Frank. He knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, I don't care. I don't care that Six I'm pack for, of first time in my life wearing a Cleveland Brown jersey because today it's like Thanksgiving. And by the way, this fits with Thanksgiving theme for the week, brown and orange. Uh, it's like Christmas. It's like New Year's. It's like my birthday. It's like 4th of July. It's every holiday in one because the Steelers have fired Mad Canada. Yes. Offensive coordinator Mad Canada was sent packing north to Canada. I don't know where he's going. I do feel bad that every crowd all over the country was chanting fire Canada. Uh, at the James Madison game, they were doing it in, at hockey games in Pittsburgh. So I don't mind. The reason I'm wearing this. Yeah, there's, there's the statement. Matt Canada has been relieved of his duties. Uh, there you go. And yeah, well, yeah, good luck moving forward in your career at Midas Muffler, because I really don't understand. He's never going to get a coordinating job. And that tweet is dated today, but should have been dated 2021. That honestly showed up. But anyway, so Bill Sindelark, uh, we had him on the show, comedian friend of mine from Los Angeles, big uh, Browns fan. We bet on the Browns Steelers game. He was going to have to wear a Steelers jersey doing warm up at the talk. Anyway, Cleveland won. So I'm wearing, and it's a Baker Mayfield, right? Is it Baker? Yes, it is. Watch. I know. I'm wearing a Steelers jersey. I'm wearing, wearing a Browns jersey. Can you believe this, folks? They have no idea, but they might buy a timeshare. Anyway, uh, right there is the sports book, ladies and gentlemen. It's, uh, South Point Sportsbook. It's going to be madness all week. We got NFL action coming up. It's going to be uh, it's going to be amazing, Ryan. Ryan McCormick, what's up? Hello, everybody. I'd like to introduce uh, our guest. He 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 actually is the first person to return twice into studio, unless you count Denny Nagel, who was staying here in the hotel. But this guy, he actually requested to come back for episode thirty-two because we were doing jerseys. I don't remember what episode he was here for. It's like twenty-three. Was it 23? Do you it was, remember? It was the Jordan episode. It was 23. Right? Anyway, Ron Futrell's here. Ron from the local CBS affiliate. He said he's coming back for episode 32, which the is inverse. Today, and he's wearing a slick Sandy Koufax jersey. Look at that. Which is a, it, it's, it's a 1958 Koufax. I was going to say, because it's shinier. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is. Well, well what's different. funny about this? No, is uh, Dodgers jerseys look the same all the yeah. time. But it's, were they shiny like that? I don't know they were, if they're. They were sort of. I mean, it, um, they didn't, they didn't show up on, bla on black and white TV. Yeah, okay, that's, um, and that's why the that's why I don't know if you know this. That's why the Dodgers numbers are red. No, I didn't know that because on black and white TVs back then, oh. the the owner, one of the O'Malley's way back, uh, felt that they showed up better on black and white TV with the red numbers. Wow! And so that's why they do red numbers on Dodgers. And by Jersey. the way, he said uh, watching it on black and white TV. Very interesting. He should say that. I'm going to jump to it right now. I don't know if it's in fast. Is it in fast takes? Let's just open up Fast Takes. Let's do Fast Takes the whole show. All right, this is our Fast Takes graph at Ron, but we have okay. Billy Gardell doing a Clint Eastwood impression. Right. Listen. Begin. All right, begin. Because when Clint Eastwood directs, he doesn't say action. He just says, all right, begin. All right, begin. Just that's, and then just when we close okay. it up later, you'll hear what he says instead of cut. But anyway, um, okay. we're going to have a fun show. Today is show number 32. It's Tuesday. Uh, we're coming in. The Thanksgiving is coming up. It is. Days. Be grateful. Be, I'm very grateful. And we, today, 32. I mean, this is, I looked at this weird thing online. 32 is considered the greatest number to wear in any sport. If you look, Ryan is Ryan's new nickname is Collage Boy because he makes the best collages of jerseys. Sent it to me last night. He was very excited. Look at this collage. Let's of see, 32. all the 32s. 
Uh, you got Dr. Okay. J before he wore six. He wore six in Philly, but that's old ABA Nets. I didn't know he wore three. I didn't either. I didn't either. Okay. You got the mailman Malone, right? Carl Malone. Yeah. One of the uh, NBA all time greats, except for when he missed that free throw. Who was it that said to him on Sunday? It was in a playoff game. Do you know that story? He was at the line in a tie game in a playoff game. God, who was the player? Someone Google this. He said, Mailman don't deliver on Sundays, and he missed the free throw <laughs> and got into his head. So, Mailman don't deliver on Sundays. And of course, my favorite 32 favorites. I mean, you got Franco Harris, so the late, great Franco Harris, uh, who I, uh, when I emceed the, the All Star softball game at Pittsburgh in the All Star game 2006, he played softball, and I got to hang with Franco Harris, which was really cool. No, that's, that was I mean, I got to meet Bill Mazeroski. I got to meet all these greats, but nice Franco, guy, Franco? Franco was, was awesome. And, you know, glad to hear that. Really, really was a great guy. Me too. And, you know, a half Italian like him. What's uh, that? Apparently the uh, the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays came from Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen. All right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, in, it was in the NBA Finals, I so think. So tomorrow's episode, Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen. Is it his birth? Oh, yeah, 33. 33. Yeah, so Pippen said something like, yeah, mailman don't deliver on Sundays. And he missed the free throw. And, of course, the Bulls went on to beat the Utah Jazz, which is the greatest name sports franchise because Utah is known. It's, you know, well, it's they, they changed North Temple to Bourbon Street <laughs> uh, now, really? just recently. They had to, they had to comply. Do you know I'm, where the Utah Jazz used to play, Ryan? Nope. You don't? They were the New Orleans Jazz. Okay. Does that not okay. make sense? That's Pistol Pete. Yeah, Pistol Pete Maravich. And then they move him to Utah, and they're like, you're going to change the name to like the Utah Mountains? I mean, what, you're, you're, you went to Southern Utah. Yeah. What would, what, what's their nickname? Uh, the, the Southern Utah Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Not Thunderbirds. They're, they're the T-Birds. That would be a great name for an NBA T-Birds. franchise, the Utah It'd T-Birds. Cool. yeah. And Utah went, no, you know what? We're going to stick with Jazz. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Like no, the other- by the way, the, the owner that did all this that you're talking about, okay, Sam Battistone, was the owner of the New Orleans Jazz, moved them to Salt Lake City, okay. sold them to Larry Miller, big car dealership. Now Larry Miller is no longer with us. I don't know who owns it. Oh, his kids own it now. Okay. Um, Sam Battistone lives here in Las Vegas. No way. A good friends. Yeah, he's, oh, wow. he's getting up See, there in age, but he, he lives out in Henderson, actually. This is why I love yeah. Ron here, because <laughs> Ron knows everybody, knows every name and every reference. Oh, the 32s. Can we see the 32s again? Useless reference. I know. That, but I know him. Okay, Magic Johnson. You got Magic in his all-star jersey there. Shaquille yep. O'Neal wore 32 Didn't want to put Phoenix the Laker jersey. And, and, and Orlando. Oh, it doesn't count. But it, I guess it does, because he wore it there, but. Who's the who? Oh, Josh Hamilton. Is that Josh Hamilton in a Rays outfit? No, Josh Hamilton when he won the home run derby. But is he wearing a Rays jersey? No, he's wearing the American League jersey. Oh, the American, in, yeah, in, yeah, the American. yeah, also oh, home, okay. also uh, All Star Weekend, and, and then, then Roy uh, Halladay. Koufax. Uh, is that who else do you have up there? Roy Halladay. Roy, oh wow, Roy Halladay, the great late great Roy Halladay, and of course, and then, uh, uh, who's in the upper right hand corner? That's OJ. OJ who? OJ Simpson. Orenthal. I haven't heard his James. name in a while. What's he up to? <laughs> He was a great NFL running back. He got into movies. He's, that's all I remember. He's hanging out at Jing up in Summerlin. He's <laughs> there all the time. Does he, is he, does he really? Yeah, I went yeah. up to him one time. Hey, what's up, killer? I mean, like, killer. Like, killer. What's up, killer? I didn't mean, oh, sh- oh, that, oh, oh, you're that OJ. Oops. What's up, killer? <laughs> uh, anyway, no. and then, you know, we just lost Jim Brown, probably the greatest football yes, player did. of all time. Chris Andrews wanted me to point out uh, Bill Walton, Steve Carlton, and Kevin McHale. Now, now, Kevin McHale, who I always hated because he had that big barrel chest and he would boss around the Lakers. And Chris Andrews, I was going to mess Steve Carlton, who I saw a pitch from behind the plate when I was a kid. I think it was what? my yeah, yeah my first seats at a pirate like really good seats. Was, yeah, it was lefty, and I saw Carlton pitch, and he just shut the Pirates down in like two hours and five minutes. It was like a two hit shutout, <laughs> and he might have even hit a homer. Steve Carlton uh, was one of the bad. He was he was unbelievable, man. But he apparently was, a nutball, right? 
A little bit. A little bit from, of a nut from guy. From everything I've heard. Okay. You mentioned Jim Brown and OJ together, so I have yes. a connection there. Oh, my God. I, this is uh, why Ron's here, ladies. Me, OJ. This is why we bring Ron in what, for Me, OJ, and Jim Brown. Uh, during the OJ <laughs> trial. Like a joke. Me, OJ, and Jim, Jim Brown, Brown walk into a bar. A bar. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so we go. Um, during during the trial, which a lot of people were obsessed with, I was. You right. watched every moment, every was, day I can go. I had nicknames yeah. for all the people. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Scumbag Shapiro. Um <laughs> Uh, bury the worm, Sheck. Oh my God, bury, uh, Sheck. bury the worm, Sheck. Yeah, the worm. Um, um, uh, 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 FB liar uh, Bailey or oh, whatever yeah, he was. Bailey. Yeah, yeah, liar Bailey. Uh, anyway, so uh, I, I get an invitation to go golf at Canyon Gate Golf Course with Jim Brown. Oh my God, yeah, that's you don't turn that that's, down. That's huge, you know. Man. And during the OJ trial, and so. He brought it up. He oh, brought boy. up OJ in the trial, and the for eighteen holes, all he could do was rip on OJ. Oh, nice! Which was fun, right? Like just talk about all the. Now I knew all the evidence. I had go toe to toe, and I right. go, yeah, well, he had a cut on his left hand. They didn't yeah. find the bloody glove from the left hand. It just so happened that that's the one he cut on. Yeah. And if and you got bloody, the, the blood drops were on the left side yep. of the Bru- the size twelve Bruno, Bruno Mollies. Um, yeah, and so the cops would have had to figure out that he had a cut on his left hand and go. Furman would have gone, let's say, he maybe he has a cut on his left hand, yeah. so let's drop the OJ blood that we have in our car, because we have all the running back's blood in our right. car, right? <laughs> we have every major running back. We got Marcus Allen, another 32. <laughs> yeah, um, another we got 32. His, his blood there, and let's drop him, just in case he has a cut on his left hand, let's drop them to the left side. Um, that's all they needed to say yeah. <laughs> during their closing arguments, yeah. to, but they, they weren't going to get a conviction either way. But and I did come in last time talking about show thirty two. Yeah. The reason for the context of the great L.A. sports stars with thirty two, and we mentioned two: uh, Kofax, Magic, yeah. uh, Magic thirty two. Um, you have Marcus Marcus Allen. Marcus I Allen. mentioned him. He yeah. was thirty two with the Raiders, right? And then uh, Jonathan Quick with the Kings oh, the, yeah, was number thirty two. The goalie. I'm shocked that Ryan didn't put that up. Two, or did you? Two Stanley Cups. I did not. You did not. Yeah, he's a big hockey guy. Yeah. yeah. It's a great number, 32. What number did you wear when you played sports? I wore 24, and then my uh, junior year, I ended up wearing 32. I wore number one all the time when I played baseball. You don't know why? It was the smallest size uniform. (laughs) (laughs) I was either one or three. It was like, all right, everybody grab a uniform. And then, you know, every Little League picture, I was always the kid in front on one knee holding the sign because I was the shortest in the front or, like, holding a bat, holding the sign, like, Little League tournament. Yeah, so I was always number one or number three, and everyone started. Did you wear a certain number, Run? I wore 21 most of the time. For Roberto Clemente? For, 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 for uh, I don't know, but maybe for Roberto, but I, I just always ended up with that number there for some reason. Number. And so I started picking well, it up, short and kid, it worked. You, you get the, you get, you and there's a it. picture of me uh, as a Little Leaguer. Somebody sent it to me yesterday. You have it? A friend here in town. Okay, you saw the picture of me with um, with the Elvi? Yeah. Scroll down in that thread. And there's a, a friend of mine, Ron Hurdle, that lives here in Las Vegas, who was a big sports guy in, okay. in Southern California growing up, very good athlete. And he found a Little League picture of me that's oh absolutely God. hilarious I haven't seen for years. My wife looked at it last night. She wanted to divorce me. She was <laughs> she No, she said, that's what you look like as a kid? Like, real, no, it's Ernie from My Three Sons. Oh, yeah. Okay, so wow. picture that. That's what I look like uh, I love in, it. The, in this picture. We just had a couple kids in Rams jerseys mugging for the camera behind us. Oh, good. Uh yeah, it was a one-game winning streak. Yeah. Beat Seattle by a point. Hey, that, they always play the Rams tough, right? McVay's always had their number. I love it. I was rooting for the Rams in that game. Sorry, Christian. Uh, it's a buddy of mine. Anyway, <laughs> um, also on the show today, Mark Chinook. Mark Chinook, if you're a Vegas person, you know Mark Chinook. He's the MC at the uh, Golden Knights games. He does, like, a ton of different stuff. He's going to be great. He's going to come in, and you know Mark. Great musician. Really? He had a show on the Strip. 
for a while. Ask him about it. The name of the show is like music, great music, and they did a collection of great right, songs. You'll be, you'll be sitting right next from, to him. Uh, from uh, an, an era of, of pretty good music. They picked oh, wow. all the good songs from that era. Yeah, because And was so also... we did radio stuff together a oh, few wow. times. Oh, wow. He was in Rock of Ages and Lion that, King That, that was it. It was Rock of Ages. Oh, Rock of... Oh, there you go. I, I've seen that show like several times and uh, never sober. All right, so that'll be all that. <laughs> uh, what else do we want to talk you about? You don't oh. want to see it sober. <laughs> <laughs> it's national... It's World TV Day. It's World TV Day. You mentioned... Uh, um, it is? Yeah, it's World TV Day. So World TV Day, Ryan, there you go. There it is. World Television Day, November 21st. You know, every day it's got to be some sort of day. It's a great graphic. Um, now, see, Ryan, that television there has knobs on it. So what you used to do is you used to have to change channels, and it only went from like 2 to 13, and then there was yep. a U, and you'd get some UHF channels. And rabbit ears. <laughs> and rabbit ears, and then sometimes tinfoil. And was there a remote control in our house? No. Nope. You're looking at it. It was me. Frank, go change the channels. And I'd go change the channels. My dad would say, put that, put Gunsmoke back on. I'd go and put Gunsmoke. Commercial, go put uh, Kung Fu on. I don't know, whatever my dad would watch. Uh, anyway, so happy National World TV Day. What's your all-time favorite television show? If you can only have one show, collection of DVDs, what's yours, Ryan? Uh, well, I mean, the easiest one to watch would be The Office. I knew you were going to say The Office. Well, yeah. You say The Office, yeah. It's the easiest one. I might go Family Guy because, I, I don't know, Family Guys, there's so many. The Office would yeah. work. Simpsons would, Simpsons would be good. Simpsons you have a long, work. wide collection yeah. You'd have about yeah. 700 episodes to watch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just uh, admitted that I'm wearing a Baker Mayfield jersey, and I like to watch cartoons. So, uh, how many subscribers are we up to, by the way? We are up to... 600 and... 684. 684! The Boom. time for seven's happening. All right, thank you, everyone, for subscribing. Thank you for watching Punchlines. Um, let's also talk about some birthdays today. We have some celebrity birthdays that are athletes. And I have a feeling that Ron might have stories pertaining to these people. All right, uh, Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman's birthday today. There's Troy. Do you know he was played at UCLA uh, yeah. and Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Some a little time with the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> did okay. <laughs> with three Super Bowls. Now There's you hear him. his voice all the time on Monday night. Now I love that we have we have a picture of him holding a Super Bowl trophy, but then we also have him holding some sort of cake. What does that say? Happy, happy birthday today. Oh, that's a birthday cake. Wow, fifty-seven years old, Troy. Happy birthday to Troy Aikman. Uh, probably the coolest thing about Trey Aikman. I hate Trey Aikman because he beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. But uh, when G when Jimmy Johnson was told he was going to the Hall of Fame, and uh, they came in and surprised him at the Fox Studios, and Trey Aikman, they they showed him at halftime of the game he was doing. He was crying for Jimmy Johnson. It was a nice thing. Do you think that was a surprise when they did that? I think so. You it think so? Looks like because Bill Cowher definitely was surprised. They did Cowher, and then they did Johnson the next year. Yeah, I think so. And then okay. they had that big guy come in, that Baker guy. Right, the guy yeah. who does it on all yeah, of them. Yeah, I mean, for everything you've done for football, everything you will do for football. He's like 6'8", that guy. He's giant. <laughs> I think he stopped doing it, but I liked him a lot. Other birthdays, who else do we have? We got, ah, oh, the kid. There he is, baby. Ken Griffey Jr. Now, I talked about the All-Star game in Pittsburgh that I was the MC at. I actually went to the, uh, it was the 96 All-Star game was in Pittsburgh. And the home run hitter, the home run derby. This was back the height of the home. It was him. You had Dante Bichette. You had Frank Thomas. You had all these sluggers. And it was Frank Thomas put on a show. Now, what I did was we gambled on it, of course, because we want to talk about gambling here on this show, of course. So in my section, ripped up pieces of paper, shook a hat, and everybody picked a name out. And I ended up with Dante Bichette, who hit one homer. And some woman <laughs> we didn't even know got Ken Griffey Jr. We're all like, God. What and the? of course, so Frank Thomas hits one at three rivers and hits into the upper deck. They put a star there. It was 505 feet, 510. Unbelievable. So everyone's like, Frank Thomas has got this in the bag. Then Griffey comes up, and you could go. He hit five to seven upper deck, upper deck shots at Three Rivers, right field porch. It was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Effortless swing, Ken Griffey. No, Jr. he he did have a big, smooth, 
Daryl Strawberry like swing. Their, yeah. their swings as left-handed hitters were pretty similar. And just here's, loose. And here's the thing that's that's crazy about uh, Ken Griffey Jr.'s birthday, November 21st. He was born on November 21st in Denora, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Also born on November 21st in the small little town of Denora, Pennsylvania, Stan Musial. Wow. Yeah. A few years earlier. Yeah, a few years earlier. But Sam Musial, <laughs> probably a guy whose name, he kind of gets forgotten in the history of baseball. Who's you look at his numbers, they're insane. Great Cardinal. The best Cardinal, That's, right? Yes. Um, statue of him outside Bush Stadium. But he and they were both born in Donora, both on November 21st. So happy birthday to Sam Musial as well. Who else's birthday? Michael Strahan's birthday today. There's Strahan. Uh, <laughs> where are you getting these cakes? I love that cake. Now, is that frosting on the tooth cap or is it licorice? What did they do to... To nail that, but Strahan, who also hosts uh, twenty thousand dollar pyramid or hundred thousand dollar pyramid, whatever, uh, has carved himself out quite a nice TV career. You would have never expected that. Yeah, Good Morning America doing yeah. that stuff there. That he's, he's there at GMA with um, Snuffleupagus. Stephanopoulos. Snuffleupagus. You're not supposed to see, right? Right. But Michael Strahan, <laughs> I worked with him. I, I did warm up for a pilot he did. He was a very nice guy and just massive hands. And you just shake his hand and you're just like, what? that was not a good move. I should become a fist bump guy more. What I think is interesting about him, yeah, because you felt small. Just um, ridiculous. What, what, what I think is interesting is that he can work for Fox on Sunday right. and work for ABC during the week. And that's allowed and permitted. No, that's a that's a great agent. That's that says, a great agent that, that says, says I'm going to do two. Of the okay, four. we'll do it, but you got to let him do his other stuff on the side with a competing network. I know. I don't know how they. Now do it's that. different stuff, but it's still TV on national. Is today national? What TV? It's Worldwide World TV, TV day. TV day. World TV day. It's also world. What other days is it today? World's uh, hello day. Yep. It's world hello. What? Yeah, you're supposed to say hello. There it is. How are you? I don't, isn't that every day? Every day you should say hello okay. to people. Yeah. But I guess in different languages. What languages can you do? I can do hola. I can do sup. Sup. How ya? How ya in Ireland? Surfer hello is dude. Dude. Right. You're from, you've been in LA. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Happy World Day. And then do we do it? Stuffing Day too, I think. Happy Stuffing Day, which seems silly that they do Stuffing Day. Yeah, there it is. Um, and by the way, you can make your fancy stuffing and put berries in it and nuts. I just want stovetop. I don't know. That's, I, that you know. Stovetop is good. Just give me the stovetop. <laughs> You boil that, uh, boil that water, you drop it in there, stir it with a fork, you fluff it with a fork. I don't even like it fluffed. Give it to me moist. Yeah. I don't give a crap. I love it. Anyway, there you go. Do we have anything else for any other bread? Goldie Hawn? There she is. Goldie Hawn, so when I was a kid, uh, and the reason she relates to the sports world is she was in the movie Wildcats, which I saw in the theater as a kid. She plays a female. Oh, Ann! <laughs> Ann and I, we realize Ann and I, are, we're, we've seen, we like the same things. Ann and I, it's ridiculous. That's frightening. It is. And I, think, I mean, it's good for it both. It's right, no, for a little bit I frightening. Anytime I something, Ann's just like, yeah. I know it. I know it. Um, she was so cute in that. Oh, and at the end, she sings that song. Football. Football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ann actually remembers the entire. I was excited. I remember her going, football. Find the song. We'll play it later. Goldie Hawn was the end credits. Woody Harrelson was in it. Uh, he, yeah, I'm pretty sure Woody Harrelson was a young football player. And uh, I remember there was a bathtub scene with Goldie Hawn in that movie. And, um. For a young man on the verge, it was very exciting. To go. You didn't expect to see Goldie Hawn. Uh, no, Rowan and Martin's laughing. Yeah, discovered right? her. Remember? Right. Yeah, of course. Saka I mean, me. Yes, she was. She was the star of that one. And I also know the year I was born, she won an Academy Award, uh, Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, for Cactus Flower, I want to say. I think she won mm-hmm. an Academy Award, Goldie Hawn. Okay. They kind of gave it to the young ingenues back then. You know, they do it. Marissa Tomei. They always like to give it to a young actor, or actress in the supporting category. I'm a big Oscar guy, by the way. My dad gave me a book up to 69. So 27 to 69, you could ask me something. I could probably tell you who won Best Actor, Actress, or Movie. But let's not do it because you'll give me a year that I don't remember. 
Uh, anyway, Mark Schnucks on his way. Let's talk about Monday Night Football last night. Big game. Okay. Big no, it was game. fun. Did you? I was actually. It was. It was. Thank God it lived up to the hype because a lot of these these national TV games haven't been so good. No, it's funny. I, I gauge a lot of stuff as Ann knows this by my wife and what she thinks, and okay. so she says. Okay, is this the Kelsey game thing? Right, yeah. Okay. And again, we did it, we did say the mom will have the split jersey, which she did. We talked she did, about it. Yes. And so, oh, and she was very happy afterwards that the other Kelsey that doesn't get all the attention yeah, right. uh, ended up getting the win. Well, you can only oh. be, you can only get so much attention. Jason gets a lot, but yeah, no one's in Trevor's. No, no, no one. Travis yes. is stratosphere. I don't know. I call him Trevor Kelsey. Yeah. Is there a third Kelsey brother we don't know about? Possible. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a great game. And uh, I want to shout out Alex White, our, our Alex White, who comes in here and she's on Sports by the Book and does our show, sports betting analyst uh, from a family of sports bettors. She gave me two props. She knows I like to bet props. Okay. Okay, look, a lot of people, they, they shop around for that extra half point advantage in town, right? They do that. You're supposed just to. Buy the hook. Just buy the hook. Just, just buy, buy the hook. hook. Just buy the hook. If you want the hook, that's a lot of work. Drop three down to just two and a half. buy the hook. So she gave us two props. DeAndre Swift, rushing yards. I think it was over 57, 59, something like that. Blew by that number. And then she said, this was the dramatic one. And Alex, if you're watching, she said, take the first half over. She feels like there's going to be a lot of points. Even though we knew the weather forecast was going to be raining right. a bit and chilly because our man Dennis Evans was on the scene yesterday and we thought we were going to have this great shot at Arrowhead Stadium. And instead, it was him in a production van, which we believe could have been at a mall. We don't know if he was even at the stadium. Dennis could have been. It could have, you could know have been. Dennis. I know Dennis. Great guy. He's We're been a return friends. guest, but yes. never in studio like you, Ron. But he, uh, he was so great. But he's, he kind of said, he goes, he liked the Eagles last night. So for a guy mm -hmm. to go against the team he covers, so I like the Eagles. He said around 27-24, pretty close, 21-17. So Dennis had it. But Alex had the first half over. So she said over 23 and a half. So... What was the score? It was 17-10. It, it was, uh, we needed a Buckner, Buck Harrison. What, how do I say his name? Butker. Buckner. Butker. Butker. Seven. Yeah, it was 50. What was it? 17-7. Seven, seven right. So it was 14-7. KC gets the ball back, drives. We need the field goal for the over. Bang. He hits it through like a 43-yarder. Boom. We get the over. So Alex White was 2-0 yesterday on our props. I had Philly plus three, so I like that. There you part go. Of it. I, just, I just took that one. I there did you it. go. Um, and, oh, and by the way. Ann's one of our producers, by the way. That's, yeah, I keep talking to Ann. They know each other, so I know you're – and Ann and I have a lot in common. We're going to get a camera. Don't worry. We have a GoPro coming. You'll be able to see Ann. need to. Yeah. See if Dennis is coming to town for the Kansas City game. Oh, Ann's walking in, ladies and gentlemen. Here comes Ann, who makes the whole thing happen. If you could, check with Dennis. Yeah. I think he, he told me at one point he was coming to town for the Kansas City game. He is. He is. Yeah. So if he does and he stays oh, here, man. Well, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> Ron's say, just trying to, let's he's do trying a to get his next Ron spot. Ron's trying to get <laughs> back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> let's do a By the way, anyone who wants to come back consistently, okay, thanks, yes. Ron, you have, you have, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give Ron the Jimmy Vaccaro carte blanche. You can walk in that door anytime. If anytime here, we go. Just popping in. Noon. You're picking up uh, Starbucks or Steak and Shake. There's 11 restaurants here at the South Point. Or if you're placing a book here, if you're not using the South Point app, which I use, you should. You can open that door. Slide that door. Right walk there. Right just in. find the handle that works yep. and just open it up. It's kind of okay. like when like Bob Hope would just walk on the Tonight Show, right? You would <laughs> just, just hear, Bob, Bob, you'd just hear thanks for the memories, and he'd walk on. You can be our Bob Hope. Oh, thank you. I got a Bob Hope launch. was a comedian, Ryan. Oh, he was a, he's a very famous comedian. Bing, they did road movies. Him and a guy named Bing Crosby. <laughs> sort of a strange guy, I heard. He used to, when he would pay his help, his help around his house. Which, by the way, he had a huge property, which was right by my house. He would stand, uh, he, right, yeah. he would, he would stand uh, upstairs and throw the money no, down to them and make them have to retrieve it off the ground. Oh, my God. Now, maybe God. he did it one time, and so right. they've always said that uh, we just it, sullied so. Bob Hope's name. Uh, by the yeah. way, the Burbank airport, the Bob Hope airport, he owned all that land. What Bob Hope did was with all his showbiz money, he bought property in Burbank 
And he, when he died, I believe he was worth like 800 million. Few bucks. Yeah, a few bucks. And I do remember we went, we went trick-or-treating to his house one year. Oh, you and really did live by it. I okay, did, yeah. Okay, we that. lived in some apartments in North Hollywood, and he lived on Moore Park. Big pro- a corner property. It's like a compound. Right. And he gave out full-size, full-size candy oh, bars. Oh, back then. So back then, all we knew as a kid, I was six. I'm like, hey, I don't know who this dude is. Everyone's clamoring to get to his house. Bro gives out full Hershey <laughs> bars. That's all I cared. I went home, changed, came back as a uh, different uh, Lone Ranger. I did he deliver them himself? Or did yeah, he, he did. Oh, he, he was I remember okay, all the parents that's a big would, deal. My mom remembers walking up to the door, and she told me this story years later. She goes, well, don't you? Because when my mom was out visiting L.A., we drove by Bob Hope's house, and she goes, you remember he gave you a candy bar? And I go, he was what? the full-size candy bar guy. I do I remember. remember. Well, I heard he used to throw them at the kids. Is that true? Is he that true? throw them off did, did he, to the children. Here, catch, kids, or not. Could you do, do you know, you, you're aware of who Bob Hope is, Ryan, right? I've, yes. I think, actually, you know why? I know why, because I know Ryan does this sometimes off air. You do your Bob Hope impression. Go ahead, give us your Bob Hope impression. <laughs> nah, Here it comes. never had it. Never had one. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, wild. Nah, but that's my, I, I, Bob Hope. He Bob, did Bob, a lot Bob. of uh, the troops he, in Vietnam. Yeah, he entertained he would, the troops. He would go and hang out with in Vietnam yeah. quite often and entertain the troops. Yeah, he was a great guy. So anyway, Bob, I don't know how we got into Bob Hope. Uh, we're talking about Monday Night Football. So Monday Night Football they have this thing in Philadelphia called the brotherly shove, the tush push, whatever you call it. You oh. know. So Ryan and I made a little friendly bet. I said, you know what? I don't feel like they're going to do it a lot today. I said, I'm going to say around three. <coughs> excuse me. And Ryan took the over. Three times? I said, I that said, is a lot, by the way. I, I, I well, that's what I said. I set the line and uh, we, didn't, we didn't put a hook. It was just three. Over three. He said, oh yeah, at least four. So when they do the first one, Ryan just sends me one. Just text me a one, <laughs> and then a two, so and then the third one happens. I'm like, oh my god, I might lose. I might lose, and then they never did another one. So because we didn't do a half on our little over under bet, we didn't we didn't have a loser. You pushed. I'm we surprised pushed. you finally took an under. I, and Chris Andrews, who's watching back there, uh, Chris Andrews is watching. Chris, I was so happy. I finally took an under. Chris, I didn't lose. I didn't win, but I didn't lose. So uh, we were going to say the loser, if I, you know, I was going to have to eat KC barbecue sauce. He was going to have to do cheese whiz. But since we both kind of pushed and Philly won, I feel like we should do some sort of tribute to Philadelphia, right? Yeah, I feel like we, we have do you to, have? right? You I do have, not uh, have, ladies and gentlemen, you do not have cheese whiz. can of cheese whiz. What flavor, cheddar or American? Uh, it is cheddar. Cheddar. You going to take a poll? Yeah, we both. You going to do a hit? We both pull it. Do I take it? Yeah. No? <laughs> Fuck. Come on. No, we'll got to it. it. There you Come go. On. Don't get it on the tie. All right. Oh, man, I expected a way right. more. Oh, yeah, give me that thing. Pump it. Bring it. All right, here we go. Oh, he's going to hand deliver it. Okay, this is the Philly thing. A lot of people always wonder if Ryan's wearing pants. Guess what? You will never find out because guess what? He came from behind the counter. All right, so this is Cheese Whiz. I haven't had this in a long time. When I had this as a kid, you know, after you eat it for a while, remember it hardened? And you had to pull, that little, you had to pull <laughs> yes. a little hard piece out, and then you would just go for it. All right, here we go. Cheese Whiz, baby. Oh no, that's that's a real deal. Oh. <laughs> he now he can't talk for the next five minutes. No, does does that stuff come from cows? C O W Z. That's how that's where it comes from. You know why I did that much? What a time to walk into the show. <laughs> Our next guest just walked in. He's like, "What is going on?" I thought this was sports. Yeah, lunch. You know why I did that? Yeah, Philly. I, I got to give my Lipitor something to do today. You know what I'm well, saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I take the pill. It's got to be worth something. It's got to, yeah. This is another take two of them. Oh, uh, you'll need two Lipitors. Now, if you notice, Ryan and I carefully didn't put it in our mouth. No, you, you carefully. You didn't. in? I'm in. I'll you go. in? All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
It won't be. <laughs> Wait, I'm shaking it. I'm uh, shaking it. Like yeah, I did, I did it too. Read yeah. the directions. <laughs> I did it too. Like that makes a difference. Yeah. There we go. Take a hip. We're in a Sandy Koufax jersey. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, mm. the first person in the history of television to wear a Sandy Koufax jersey and mm. have cheese. No, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> not bad. You have some Ritz crackers anywhere? I know that you need a sleeve of Ritz. Oh, yeah. Come on. See, I thought about getting crackers, but that we were going to mix it with barbecue sauce no. for it's the like loser. whiskey. You don't yeah. put water in it. Cheese whiz, you don't mix a crack. Oh, God, we have crackers. What do we have? Cheese and oh, crackers. we do have Ritz crackers. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, the, Thank you. The Thursday NFL games show. are coming up. Now, what do you do for Thanksgiving? Thursday NFL games are coming up. What do you do? Do we have the lines we can throw up for the games? Sure. Uh, for this up. weekend? Which yeah. one you want? Which that? Which game do you want? The Thanksgiving games, the Turkey Day games. <laughs> oh, that's right. We got that. <laughs> let's start in order. Yeah, we'll let's start the first, first. one. The tor- Packers Lions. Packers Lions. Yeah. Now Packers Lions. So we got to talk some gambling here. The line right now at the South Point. Make sure you come down to the South Point Casino. It's going to be busy all weekend because we have Black Friday football. Um, the Jets might actually, uh, instead of playing football, they might go shopping for a new quarterback. Oh, that's what no. they should do. They should go. And see if Target has anything on sale because uh, their quarterback this weekend is the feared Tim Boyle. Anyway, here, throw me the cheese whiz. Roll it over. Anyway, so uh, I like Detroit. Uh, I think everyone's on it. It's got the hook, though. It's seven and a half. So seven and a half. What do you think? Do you like Detroit? Uh, by, yes, but make it seven. By the hook. That's my motto. Now, is... you can come down and you can buy a half point, folks, which might be good. I might buy a point. No. What do you think? Ryan? Oh, make six and a half. Okay. Oh, well. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Green Bay Packers um, are pretty bad. Detroit's at home. Green Bay sucks. Of course, Green Bay, since so listen, anytime you mention the Green Bay Packers, Ryan as a Bears fan has to then echo with Green Bay sucks. Green Bay sucks. Does everyone in Chicago do this? Well, the uh, the Thursday night game when we beat the uh, holy crap, the Panthers. Yeah. Okay. The uh, post game broadcast, <clears throat> the Bears fans chanted, "Green Bay sucks. Green Bay sucks." <laughs> wasn't even relevant to the game, but right. just had Fine. to throw it out Become there. Become a motto. By the way, uh, I'm going to talk about what you said, Monday Night Football? Thursday night. Thursday Night Football. Uh, primetime football. It doesn't matter. If you can yeah. find this clip for me, guys, the greatest thing about a Monday Night Football game, Bears-Packers, there was a crazy guy in Chicago, and Ron might remember this. Someone kicks an extra point. The guy is in the stands. Oh, no. Do you remember? <laughs> the guy jumps out of his seat down 20 or 30 feet to yes. catch the extra oh, no. point and catches it. And sticks the landing, but you see him drop you know, down it, past the goalpost. He, now, had, he had to tear something up. There's yeah, got to oh, be yeah, a- no. But here was the thing: he was so drunk, probably, and so hyped up. They interview him on the game on ABC Football. I mean, which they should never encourage that, right? They never show fans around on the. They did when we were kids, but they they actually they got this guy. And he's like, man, I just saw the ball; I had to have it. So if you can find that clip at some point, we have to see that. Uh, it's just the guy jumps out of the stands to catch the football, and it was a Packers Bears game. I don't, I'm pretty sure it was. Just put guy jumps out of the to catch the extra point. It was like in the 80s. If I remember correctly, he had like a mullet. He's like this white dude. And he jumps and just just catches it. It's just a, 1995. Like, his, his moment. This was his 15 minutes of fame right there. We're, uh, I, like, I like the chalk on all these games. I'm so you looking like at the favorites. The, yeah, people, we, but people know what that means when I say yeah, I like well, the chalk. Explain. I mean, because a lot of these, we have a lot of people who are watching for entertainment. That means the favorites because yeah. the old boards used to have chalk up there. You yep. know that you would write the numbers up there, and if if Detroit in this case minus seven and a half, right. next to Detroit would be minus seven and a half. And chalk, right? And you that was in chalk. So thank you for uh, explaining that. We like to explain the gambling terms for the newbies. Yeah. And then we got the uh, Commanders at the Cowboys. And that line's huge. 11. No, 11. D- Dallas is going to beat them by uh, two touchdowns. Probably by more. 30. I, I, I agree. I think this is the lock of the week, by the way, Dallas. And I know Dallas, they, you know, they, they, 
But they've outscored everybody. And on, Hallow- on Halloween, on Thanksgiving, they're like Detroit. They always play to win. And I think they'll cover that easily. We did a tease here. So we pushed the over. Oh, you got the clip? All right. Before we, we're going to take a break. Oh, after we watch the guy here's the guy jumping. Watch this. Ryan, have you ever seen this? So here's the extra point. This dude, look, the tracking's off. I love it. So here's this dude. He sees the ball. He's like, I'm going for it. Look at him. Catches it midair. Oh, into the tunnel. Drops down out of frame yeah, wow. and nails it. How many beers did this guy have? Look at that. Look at the form. Probably 25. 20. Let's go. 25. That was wow. the counter. There's a number. Anyway, they interviewed him afterwards. You can watch it on YouTube after the show. Stay here. Uh, and just search on YouTube before you come back for Sports by the Book today at 3 not, p.m. Not today. Not Tomorrow. Today. <laughs> Every other day this week. Not Tuesday. That's right. We changed it because of the holiday. Yep. That's right. That's yep. not my fault then. All right. We're going to take a break. Our next guest came in when we were doing Mouthfuls of Cheese Whiz. Probably has no idea what the hell's going on. But Mark Chinook's going to be here. We'll be back in like two minutes. And I might have some more Cheese Whiz. Be right back. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grandview Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 12.30, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 12.30 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. During the two-minute break... I emptied the cheese whiz, ladies and gentlemen. It's gone. It's all gone. So I just ingested how many uh, carbs? A lot. A lot of carbs. It's all gone. Don't yeah. drive home. <laughs> Do not. Somebody driving him? Wait. wait Somebody I driving just, him. I feel like the He's actually in. upstairs. Lipitor's kicking in. Yeah, right. I'm doing well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this gentleman, uh, we, 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 we were excited to have him come in. Um, if you're from Vegas, you know him. If you're a big Golden Knights fan, as Ryan is, when we said, I told Ryan, I said, hey, we got, look who's coming in. He was very excited. Yep. Uh, he's known all around town, show and MC for top rank boxing and the Vegas Golden Knights. Mark Chinook is here. Mark, thank you yeah. for being here, buddy. Thanks you for having me on. When we were eating cheese hey, whiz. I walked into the Cheese Whiz party. I got excited. <laughs> now, if you noticed, we had I known, I would have brought crackers. <laughs> well, and threw some Ritz at us. Have you 
if you notice, we've we've held it far out of our mouth. I'm just saying it's there. You look like you work out and take care of yourself and probably don't want to eat some Whiz. Yeah, I'm not eating any cheese Whiz. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. You know why? This is why he's a smart guy, and this is the way he looks, the way he does. This is why he has a successful career. Here's me eating cheese Whiz on a Tuesday. I hope I catch something from this during COVID. I tried like hell to get COVID. Like, no, I tried to get whatever. Like, I took no precautions. Never wore a mask unless I was forced to. Didn't okay. do, use hands. And, no, right. And never got it. So I'm going like, why can't, at some point, I need to catch something. And I, I hope I catch phone. something well, from I this. I think COVID originated with you. That's Maybe why it did. you I never was, got it. I was patient zero. You, you were patient zero. <laughs> it's like the monkey that in that, that movie uh, with Dustin Hoffman, Outbreak. That's patient it. Patient zero. It started right here. <laughs> so, Mark, where are you originally from? Uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. I've been there. Yeah. I think a lot of people have passed through the Sioux. I played, the col- I played a college show there. I'm from Pittsburgh. And my, <laughs> my agent, who's probably watching, Frank Mergy, he booked me. From Pittsburgh yeah. to Sault Ste. Marie. St. George, uh, what's the college? Sault Ste. Marie University or two? Uh, Lake Superior State. Lake Superior State. Thank you. Yeah. So I go, all right, my show's uh, like in two days, and I look to see how far it is. And I, all my college shows were usually around Detroit, you know, right there. Yeah. And I look at the map, and I can't find Sault Ste. Marie. And this is an old atlas. Ryan, we used to have atlases where you had to go like A7. old atlas. We didn't have navigation. <laughs> Thompson. Was, uh, the like, Thompson map. The Thompson guide. Or what was the yeah. guy? Yeah. Thomas, Thomas guy. Thomas. Thank you. Was it Thomas? Thomas. I knew, I knew you were close. Thomas. So anyway, I look up Sault Ste. Marie. It's at the top of Michigan. It's the last exit before Canada. So I had to leave a day, and I had to leave a day early because the drive was like 9, 10 hours. It was in the winter. No. And from Pittsburgh, it was a long drive. Did you have a bike? I was on a big wheel. I used to drive... <laughs> I drove a big wheel, a slow car, yeah. a big wheel, but it had the spin out oh, bar, oh, oh. and uh, I had a car alarm. I had park a horse drawn carriage. What's he's, that? He's horse drawn carriage. Yes, horse drawn. Yeah. Okay, maybe it wasn't. Uh, it was a long drive. I was thinking it was going to be four, and it was like four and a half. Detroit to no, Sault no, no, Ste. Marie. Pittsburgh to Sault Ste. Marie. Oh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, no. Yeah, like that's 82 hours. hours. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I get there, and uh, I did a show, and the college the college hockey team had just won the national championship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you play hockey? I did, but on the, on the right side of the border. On, North. Oh, yeah, yeah, are you yeah. Canadian? I'm Canadian. I'm oh, from okay. Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Oh, so it's a split yep. city. It's like it Niagara is. There Falls. are two. There's a Michigan side and a Canadian side. Oh. The American side has, I believe, around 12,000 okay. population. So you went to a very small oh, up, it- upper peninsula town of yes. Michigan. On the other side, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario is about 75,000. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. I was in Michigan. Much I bigger. Stayed- Stayed on this side, and they had just won the national championship. So that was in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Because they haven't competed for a national title in a long time. We could probably find the year out that way, but I I drank with those guys. And you know, some guys you don't want to (laughs) drink. They weren't of legal drinking age. This is good. You just busted everybody. Uh, Yeah, yeah. No, we went over to Canada where it was 18. This is good. You went to the Sioux and did a comedy show and drank with 16-year-olds. Uh, this is great. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be here today with the cheese whiz and a pedophile. This is going really well. Oh, yeah, man. don't tell us about the women that yeah, showed up, geez. please. Wearing a Baker Mayfield jersey. Probably banged my cousin. Were they in high like, school? What that's going on? And that's Canadian for hanging out. That's watching a few kids. The vernacular is way This is great. Um... So First when, class here so, at the uh, South Point. So this uh, this makes sense that you're doing a lot of hockey stuff. So you grew up a big hockey fan. Huge hockey guy. You know, like anybody else, you want to win the Stanley Cup sure. as a kid. You're born with skates on. And uh, I was really lucky. My father was a dentist by trade. Okay. Not lucky that my father was a dentist. <laughs> but in 1988, Phil and Tony Esposito oh, yeah. owned the Canadian Hockey League franchise, the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. They're in my hometown. Wow. And if you look up the Greyhounds in the Canadian Hockey League, the Ontario Hockey League, the hockey history there is ridiculous. Gretzky, Van Beesbrook, Tockett, Bukaboom, Ron Francis. Ron Francis. Un- unbelievable hockey history right. in that city. And at that time in the late 80s, Phil and Tony Esposito were going to sell the franchise to the CompuWare organization, and it was going to be relocated to Michigan 
and it was going to become the first Ontario Hockey League franchise to be based in the United States. <laughs> and my dad was like, look, this can't happen. <laughs> can't happen. We're, known, we're known for a steel mill and a hockey team. Yeah. How much are you selling to the Esposito brothers? Let's put a local team together, and we'll match the offer and keep it in our hometown. Come on. And that's how it started. And at that time, I was maybe 10, 11 years old. Was he the team dentist? He was I mean, also the team dentist. He was a dentist. Yes. So a lot of mouth guards. Yeah. He, he yeah. was excited to put his logo on the mouth guards. You know, this is when those mouth guards were huge, and they made your mouth. Anyway. That's great. So hockey's been in our family uh, forever. You know, and, and, you know, it's a crazy story how okay. I ended up becoming a Broadway kid. But, you know, I, I wanted to play. I was now a goaltender. don't glance over that, the Broadway thing, because you've done a couple of big shows on Broadway. Yeah, it was, it was a fun, a fun uh, you know, full circle. I, I, I moved to New York City after my hockey days were sort of over. You okay. Know? And at that time, you know, you're playing as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old. Drinking beer. Exactly. <laughs> Bought by me. Hanging out with your cousins. Uh, <laughs> Hanging out. Yeah, that's code. Booking up. And so, you know, I, you're 18, 19 years old, and I probably didn't have the discipline or the, the sort of the maturity, we'll right. call it that, to sort of stick with it. You want it all right away as a right. kid, right? You're like, I need it now, I need it now. now. Jeez I, I didn't get drafted to the, to the National Hockey League at all. And uh, so I was like, I'm not going to Europe. I don't want to do that life. So I was like, let's pick something easier. And I went into entertainment. <laughs> So I ended up moving. Oh, yeah, went to not New York. Not competitive there. No, not no, at all. No, no competitive. But this is kind of a charm life that you've lived because you played hockey and then you go to Broadway and you yeah. landed a gig. Which yeah. one was first? So you know, I was I got very good at subletting my apartment. Okay. I was living in New York City and you know in in the theater shows are happening all across the United States. Sure. And so I got, I started booking regional theater all over the place. Wow. Uh, then the Lion King called, which is obviously a big show. Come on. And then Rock of Ages, the big 80s musical. Which I've seen three times. Yeah, that's what I've brought seen me in to New Vegas. York, L.A. They serve beer at the show. Oh, yeah. I went by myself in New York. I was there to shoot a pilot for a game show, and I had one show to go to that night. And I'm like, oh, Rock of Ages, I want to see it. Absolutely loved it. And the girl kept bringing, like, Coors Lights. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, I have to work tomorrow, right? Well, I'll just do Maybe. four. Is that unique at, at shows? I mean, does have beer served I mean, on Broadway? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't the first the Iceman sure. Cometh. You have a guy going, who needs a Bud Light? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. It was, it's a sporting event. Okay. It, was, yeah, a sporting it, was, event. it was so much fun. It was like one of the funnest shows. No, that show's a party. Yeah. That show's a fun show for the audience, for the, now, for the what, music. Yeah, and yeah. what role were you in that? So I played Lonnie, the narrator. You know, okay, the guy with the, the Tom Cruise role in the movie? No, uh, no. no, he was the special. The sorry. movie and the Broadway show are apples and yeah, oranges. The Broadway show is very good. The movie. But we were very blessed three years at the Venetian here in Vegas. And at that time I was like, I'm doing six months a year tops and then I'll move back to New York or L.A. Okay. My wife and I came out. I was a big fan of Vegas early. She was not. She was like, get me out of here. Let's go back to New York. Let's go back to, to L.A. But then the city, the people of Las Vegas it's won us over. You know, it, this is a great city for these buildings. Everybody listening, you know, we have these incredible resorts, but yeah. what make the resorts so special are the people who make them go. Very good. And that's what we said. got sucked in. Yeah. And uh, blessed to be a, a part of such a, a massive hit show. Uh, and then, you know, the, the sports angle, Bill Foley goes on the news one day and announces, hey, I think I want to bring pro hockey to Vegas. Okay. And I'm literally sitting in my dressing room in a mullet. And a, and a hooray, a hooray for boobies t-shirt. My on. character had all these goofy t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And uh, I cold called Fidelity Financial. Come on. I literally was in my dressing room and I called Fidelity at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday, I think. And I said, hey, my name is Mark Chinook. I'm an entertainer in town. I'm from Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. I saw the press conference. How can I help? Holy man. And at that time, there was only one employee at Fidelity dedicated to the campaign, which they called Vegas Wants Hockey. Okay. That was the name of the campaign. That was nine years ago. 
Wow. And there was 50 of us that joined this committee. And my job was to call you and be like, hey, I need a thousand bucks for what? <laughs> a season ticket for what? A hockey team. Which one? Doesn't exist yet. <laughs> we got our fingers crossed. That's, Trust me. That, that was our job. My and so God. I was doing the show and calling all my buddies saying, give me a thousand bucks. I put in four tickets. Like, I still have four season tickets to this wow. day, even though I work for the team. I've had them since day one. And, and that's still a thousand dollars. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Per game. Uh, I wish. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's how it all started. And, uh, it changed my life. You know, I, I kept doing the show, kept performing in Vegas. They finally hired a front office. They got granted a franchise and, uh, then they offered me a job as a host. Come on. And yeah. it, it really changed the whole trajectory of my career. I work full time in sports. Now I work, you know, as you mentioned for yeah. top rank and ESPN. Yeah. And, I uh, had a you know a couple seasons with the Raiders and I couldn't do everything like it was like it coming at me Vegas ninety miles an hour yeah. as no, you you're guys a, know. You're a perfect fit, by the way. I'm going to tell you, you are a perfect fit for that for getting the crowd fired up. And, and it's a new element of sport. When I say new element of sports, what ten years, twelve years? They've had these sort yeah. of in in the arena hosts. Yeah, that sounds about and, right to me. Yeah. I mean, my, for my guess would be yeah, man. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm happy also for another guy, Chet Buchanan, who's yeah. up in Seattle, yeah. doing, who does what you do, and he and he's. From Seattle, so he's a radio guy here in town, and he goes up to Seattle wow. and does it for the Kraken. That's a lot of traveling. You get to yeah. drive down the street. <laughs> Bless you. As you long can... as F one's not in town, yeah, it right. just <laughs> takes two minutes. Oh, the F one. No, I loved F one. It was fantastic. Uh, I just, you know, I'm a kid in a candy store, but I come at it as a fan. Yeah. You know, I didn't set out to be a host. So even in boxing, you know, I've gotten to to meet some of these incredible fighters. Now I've been with Top Rank for six years, and just learning their stories. Their it's such an incredible sport, and I have such a you know an wow. affection now for. Were you a fighter in hockey? Were you a guy who would? I was a little? I was a goalie at five oh, seven. Okay. You know, I wasn't fighting anybody. Uh, black and blue, you know, marks right. all over the place. You know, equipment now is much different than it was, but uh, I love the game, and I'm I'm just blessed to be a part of a Stanley Cup winning. Well, franchise. and Ryan's our, our resident. He's a giant uh, Golden Knights fan. He goes to a lot of games, uh, and he was very excited when we were having you coming in. Do you have any hockey questions for Mark? Do you have a uh, just a favorite place to favorite environment other than Vegas? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, growing up, I was a big Red Wings fan, right? You know, because of our location geographically of where I grew up. So I was a big Stevie Joe Louis Arena. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Lake Superior State. So my brother's best friend was the equipment manager for <laughs> LSSU when they won the national championship, and then he got a pro gig. He was the equipment manager for the New Jersey Devils. Won a couple Stanley Cups with them. Right. And he's been the Detroit Red Wings equipment manager for almost 30 years wow. now. Paul Boyer. Big shout out to shout Paul. Out to Paul Boyer. He's, he up, is Paul? A, a legend in the sport. Everybody in hockey loves Paul. Wow. Uh, but growing up, we were big Joe Louis Arena frequenters yeah. and old Tiger Stadium frequenters. Oh, I was there the, the yeah. year closed. I went to a game at Tiger. Yeah. So me and my buddy drove from Pittsburgh. It was a nine-hour drive, ladies and gentlemen. It was nine hours. <laughs> no, we drove to Tiger Stadium because it's like, you know, yeah. there's so much history there. Yeah. In the 74 All-Star game, Reggie hits the big I wanted to, We wanted to see it. Sparky and Anderson, it, yeah. baby. And it was a dump at that point. They'd given up. It was yeah. the last year. But at least I got to see Tiger Stadium. That was yeah, my mom grew up in... Uh, Denny McLean? Yeah. 68. Was, they won the was World, World Series. Series. Yeah. Against the Cardinals. Yeah. That's the last 30-game winner, which will never happen. We barely see 20-game winners. Right. But Denny McLean... Uh, who later on had some weird stuff yeah, happen to him. Yeah. Try to get the stuff across the border. Yeah, it didn't quite work. Lake. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, I, I want to go back real quick to Rock of Ages. What songs did you have to sing in Rock of Ages? Uh, Can't Fight This Feeling. 
ISP, little right? Ario, you know, it was a duet with another gentleman, okay. a gentleman caller. We had a, a nice moment with a fog machine. Okay. Uh, very funny. You cannot make this stuff up. But, you know. Now, if you hear that song on the radio, do you just. I change the channel. You can't. You can't. Yeah, you, yeah, you just, can't. You've heard it. How but many times did you think you, you sang that song? Thousands. Thousands. God. Yeah, yeah thousands. That's like Billy Joel. I am a giant Billy Joel fan. When he does Piano Man, the fans love it. But, you know, he doesn't want to do Piano Man anymore. But yeah. he has to. Smart man, though. He lowers the key. He, yeah, he's, yeah. I love an entertainer who understands their ability as they yeah. grow old. Like Elton. And, Elton does you know, it, too. Yeah. Change the key. Yeah. Nobody's going to nobody's <laughs> gonna get upset with you because right. they're going to get upset with you if you sing it in the original key and you can't hit and the notes And you can't hit anymore. the notes, right. So I, I just saw him at Madison Square Garden, it's, too. Oh, and, wow. And it's like his just, 100th residency yeah, show? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I've seen him about 12, 15 times. There's one that I was completely blacked out at, but I still count it. It's a long story with Long Island iced teas that I thought <laughs> didn't maybe have some cheese whiz. Yeah, it's cheese whiz. <laughs> too it's always much, cheese whiz. Too that's much. that's the name of my book I'm working on. Long Island iced teas and cheese whiz. I think whiz. you need merch. The story of Frank Nicotero, and it's me with the Long Island iced teas from Froggies. Chris Andrews, I if you're watching, hit him in the up. Back. who makes we it did. Nabisco? Uh, you know the spot. It is Nabisco. Yeah, you let's, know your Let's, brand, let's right? hit him up. There's some money. <laughs> there. Questions or comments? Nobody's calling Nabisco for a cheese whiz plug. Says, I think you're on to something. More than a teaspoon a day. So I'm gonna die. This is my final show. <laughs> By the way, this Thanksgiving, and it did remind me, like spraying myself with that. I love with my grandkids because I'm that old. Is to take the. Um, uh, the the whipped cream yeah oh, you, yeah. yeah only buy the ones I, in the can by the way the only get the ones in the can right not in the tub and you can do a the cool whip kind of show is this so it is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's happening. become a kitchen yeah, yeah. show yeah. we're on to whip it yeah. all of a sudden yeah, yeah. i don't know no. No. Yes. Do it. how we got so far off the rails when your kids and grandkids and spray it in their mouth you're giving whippets to your grandkids come here kids let's go out in the backyard and play with the turkeys and get high i never said kids should take the whipped cream and do the the my mom, we were at a grocery store one day, and there were kids going, and I'm like, what are they doing, mom? She's like, wasting whipped cream. And then I later found out my sister's like, oh, yeah, there's like a hit of gas in there, and you do it, and you feel goofy. So, hey Kid, you want some candy? Get in the van. <laughs> um, want to be on a I podcast? By the way, this isn't cheese whiz. This is easy yeah, cheese. Yeah, it was the simplest thing I could find. No, you make store. a very good point. That's wow. No wonder why it's yeah. not hitting me yet. This yeah. is easy whiz. That might be made from real cows. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the healthy version. So um, there's something you wanted to, you want to talk about. You want to talk about this Monday's dark community, um, and we want to we want to hear about well, it. So yeah, that's that's really what I'm passionate about. Yeah. You know, all the front facing gigs are fun, but at the core of everything I do, it's all about the community, and it's how I started the conversation. You know, the people here is what kept us here. It wasn't the opportunities because those opportunities. Really, you can do those gigs anywhere. You can call home anywhere, jump on a plane, and go host a fight, or right. you know, like you said, get on a plane and come back to Vegas and host a hockey game. Um, Monday's dark comes from the fact that Broadway is traditionally dark on Monday. Closed so that's where the name day, come yeah. from. Uh, so on our night off, I would gather entertainers from the strip and I would host a goofy 90 minute variety show. And in those 90 minutes, we would raise $10,000 and give it to a nonprofit. Come well, on, fast forward to where awesome. we are now. We're celebrating our 10th anniversary this December. Wow. I've thrown 180 plus of these parties, these Monday's come dark on. parties. We've raised over 2 million bucks for the community. What? We don't change, uh, we never repeat, sorry, we never repeat a nonprofit, so it's always a different cause every other Monday. Oh my goodness, Mark. And uh, it's just this group of entertainers in town and, and stage who managers. Are some of the guys, who are some of the people that you have out? It, you name it, they pop up unannounced, right? Okay. We've had Shania Twain show up, Brad Garrett show up. Those are some of the bigger names, sure. obviously. But at the core of Monday's Dark, it's this local group of entertainers yeah. who call the strip home. So it's guys that were in Rock of Ages, Jersey Boys, Cirque du Soleil, 
a magician show at five o'clock. It doesn't matter. If you work as an entertainer on the strip, you're now a part of this community called Monday's Dark. You show up, you do something, which you love to do anyway. You're yeah. an entertainer. And usually they do something that has nothing to do with their show. Exactly. So they can do something uh, that's new Take and fresh. Risk, exactly. Fun, yeah. Yep. Do you have stand-ups? Do you do comedy? Yeah, we do stand-ups I, I, every I now and then. Yeah. I, uh, we mentioned I've been to the show many times. I, 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 yes. I'm volunteering. And I'm come, just come do a set. That. Yeah, yeah we'll bring yeah, you no, up. And the price is always right. I remember it was 20 like bucks. 25 bucks or something. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. It's okay. always 20 bucks. It's always been 20. And uh, I, I asked for free. Anne and knows me very well. I ask for freebies everywhere all the time to right. anything that I can. But that's one you sort of like. You, 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 you got to come up with the 20 bucks, Ron. Yeah, right. Come on. Well, the, 100% of the proceeds go to a different nonprofit every other Monday. And where do you do it again? I'm sorry. So a venue called The Space, which is right off the strip. Yeah. We started the facility for the the product Monday's Dark. And now it's it's a venue unto itself. Where is it on the strip? Polaris and Harmon, right behind the Aria. Oh, okay. There you go. I need the hotel. People, yeah. people are telling me streets. Yeah. I'm like, am yeah. I looking at Caesars or am I looking at O'Shea's? Which, which is which side of the street are you on here? <laughs> O'Shea's. Did, that's a good reference. I, I got a question. Did, you know, it fits with the cheese. Many nights you know, at O'Shea's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, kicked out of O'Shea's once. Well, my friend. Long story. I wasn't, but I was part of the group. There's we too much. There's too much light O'Shea's? for this type of show. I think this <laughs> show needs to be a lot darker. Uh, you know, well, Anne yeah. always throws the lights on right before the show and blinds me. This is how she gives me the warning. I'm sitting here doing that. She goes, "Lights, close." <laughs> Perfect. Okay, um, it used to be at casinos. I used to have before you had. You yeah, know, Monday's Dark started at the Hard Rock. Yes, that's where. Oh, that's yeah. where I saw it originally. Yeah, we were at a room go- inside a room called Vinyl at the Hard yeah. Rock. Oh, and then, downstairs. Yeah. One day I decided I was like, "Look, man, we can." We can open our own spot. And I found a warehouse on Craigslist. That's how I found the space. I was scrolling one night when Craigslist was still a thing yeah. and saw a listing for a, this commercial building and I leased it and it's 9,000 square feet and I turned it into a, a facility, a venue and we have bands in there three to five nights a week, but it's also home to Monday's dark. And wow. uh, so now it's an event space to block off the strip. That's Everything that happens in there is community based. There's there's a tie to the community, whether it's a partnership with Life is Beautiful to encourage local bands to get up and do stuff or uh, like you said, we've done some stand up. Louis Anderson used to come in all the time and and, and test things out. He was bigger at South Point. Yeah, but Louis. Yeah, Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah, And it's it's great that we're here. Nicest guy ever, man. Louis Anderson. Yeah, he was he was a a gem and super supportive of our nonprofit and helped us raise a lot of money. And drove a lot of awareness to what we were doing. Wow. Right? And so, do you have merch for the, because Monday's Dark would be a great shirt. It, yeah. Yeah. We've got hats, merch. Nobody buys it. We end up giving it away, right? <laughs> you, you know, you, you give it to people who are, nobody's spending 20 bucks on a hat anymore. So it's, it's marketing dollars. It's like, hey, put this on. And yeah. what's crazy, a buddy of mine, TJ Lavin, he's a host on MTV, MTV yeah. and MTV. You like that? MTV. MTV. Does the challenge or what Yeah, he does yeah, the yeah, challenge. Yeah. And he, he rocks our hat every now and then on the show. Oh, so get out. It's, it's really cool. I get an email every now and then from their producer saying, Someone. hey, can you sign this waiver so we can have approval to put your logo on the show? Yeah. Uh, so things like that. It's, that's why you, you make hats. And- that's really cool. Now, um, now, since you know so much about hockey, and you, do, you bet, do you bet on sports? I'm you're not like, allowed to bet. You're not allowed to bet? No, because I'm a, you work for, an Oh, you work for the Knights. I'm yep. sorry. Well, that's, yep. that's good clarification. Oh, yeah. Okay, yep. wow. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, I work directly for the league. I do a lot of their big events, so the Winter Classic, the Stadium Series, All-Star Weekend, and then I do uh, – I try to do as many home games as I can. When I first started with the Golden Knights season one, I didn't miss a game. Okay. I was a kid in a candy store. Now I do about 50% of the home games just because of other commitments. Top ranks got me on the road about 30 weeks a year. And do you enjoy that? Love it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's uh, 
it's a dream gig, to be honest. It's a lot of work, as you guys know, what goes into the preparation to, to bring a show to life every week. You got to cheese whiz. You I'm hanging out with guys like Joe Tess and Timothy Bradley Jr., Bernardo Asuna, you know, um, Mark, awesome. Mark Kriegel. So to be in that community and uh, Top Rank gave me an opportunity. They saw me at a hockey game. You know, they Isn't came, it amazing how that works? Yeah, they came to a Golden Knights game and said, hey, I got a call from CAA Sports. Wow. Out of the blue and said, hey, we rep ESPN and Top Rank. Can you come to, to California for a meeting? And I thought it was a joke. Right. I honestly <laughs> did. I was like, Akuna Matata. <laughs> you know what's crazy with this is the, the Knights have set the pace now in the NHL and in professional what, sports. Like the and I'll say you have set that pace. You have helped to set that pace with them, with the music. I remember Jake Wagner when he was there, the, yeah. the music that he would do at Knights games and, and everything, and the whole in-game, in-house production stuff. It, it it was remarkable what you and the Knights put together, and now and now other sports leagues are trying to copy it. Uh, other well, NHL teams are trying to copy it. Know, that's a, that's the testament to the team. Yeah. Johnny Greco and John, uh, yeah, Johnny was the original uh, director of entertainment or vice president of entertainment, and uh, he set the bar extremely high. And again, I'm just a small piece to that huge puzzle. Like I'm just a, a kid with a microphone who gets fans going, but the creatives behind the scene have really changed the landscape of sports entertainment. They really have. All eyes were on Vegas. And to your point, the NBA took notice. Yeah. You know, the NFL, MLB. And, you know, the, around the league, you see the Vegas influence in all of those right. arenas. Well, when they started making their runs for the Cups, when they went to, that's when on national audience, we would see this stuff. And it's like, how long are some of those openings sometimes? Yeah. They're like, how, I mean, like, they're like. The like major the ones, motion pictures. What's, they, I, it's amazing. They're pulling the sword out. Yeah. I mean, I was like. I, I haven't been to a game yet. I have not been to a Vegas School Knights game. So if anyone, all right, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, maybe I mean, when they play the Penguins, that'll get you which, out. Which Come is on. in January, I think January. Okay. My friend Bill. We just got out. beat up by them two yeah, on the road. Two nothing, road. Three yeah. nothing. Three yeah, zip. shut out. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the. Yeah, we're gonna go to the three nothing. Three nothing. Chris three, Andrews, three our sportsbook director, he knows. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go because my buddy Bill's coming out, and I'll probably go to the. Because I can't wait. Ryan, I know. January 20th. January 20th. There you go. 120. All right. Ryan, anything going on in live comments? What's our subscribers up to? Everybody's uh, just turned off. We, uh, we actually lost one. You lost? <laughs> yeah, I, as soon as you brought me on, everybody <laughs> signed off. Did the cheese been It might have been, been the whiz. We lost uh, a subscriber. Courtney wanted me to ask you about the uh, time you fell asleep at Hamilton. <laughs> it's a very Larry David story. I saw Hamilton in Los Angeles. Now, again, I'm a big rock. My favorite, <laughs> he was wide-eyed over here, like, how'd that happen? Jersey Boys, absolutely love rock. I see a lot of Broadway shows. Hamilton, me and my buddy Christian, we didn't have great seats. And um, I, I kind of nodded off at one point. But here, l let me just preface this by saying, anytime I'm in a, a warm, dark place, this is why we keep the lights up, Mark, <laughs> and I'm in a comfortable chair, it's cold I tend it. to fall asleep. I wanted to go, we have great theaters here at the South Point. You got the sports book behind us. We have theaters over here, huge theaters, digital theaters. I was going to go see the new Scorsese DiCaprio thing, Flowers of the Killer Moon, whatever yep. it's called. I saw it was three hours and 27 no, minutes. long. <laughs> I can't do that. I've gotten to the age where I'm like, I'll, I'll rent that at home and I'll break that up over two or three days, which my <laughs> dad would kill meals. me for because a movie's supposed to be watching this. But Hamilton, it was a nice cozy theater. It was a winter day in LA. And I nodded off a bit. I saw the one shot song. I knew that one. And then I nodded off. I'm yeah. a Broadway fan. I just, I, 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 I took a little nap. But not long. You're allowed. And then when King George, who's the king that comes out that's hysterical? King, whoever the king is in Hamilton. Just the king. Yeah, anyway, it was fun. <laughs> Do they show Aaron Burr killing him at the end? I mean, did he get shot he has peanut butter stuck in his Aaron is Burr. It, uh, Remember Aaron that Burr. peanut butter commercial with the milk? Got milk, Aaron Burr? <laughs> anyway. 
Uh, I don't remember because I was sleeping you during were that sleeping part. Yeah, he gets shot. <laughs> during, he gets shot. I'm like, during, I got a long There's, a, there's a very creative died. scene. It's very creative. <laughs> it is, it's artistic. Really. Okay. But he gets shot. <laughs> he does get hit. Yeah. to. And you know what they do at the end? That's history. They, he, he kills him and he feels, feels bad and he starts singing, I Can't Fight This Feeling by Ario Speedwagon. Right. And a fog machine <laughs> comes out. I can't fight yeah. this feeling. And he shoots him and he does a shot of cheese. Some dry ice comes out. scene right there. This is the first time we've had two guests in the studio like separate, like oh, you're counting the Nagel shows. Those are special shows where we had his baseball buddies in. But we had two local guys coming in so close to Thanksgiving. Wanted to uh, thank you guys for coming in. I'm going to go and hold on to this. But for Thanksgiving, uh, again, I, I assume you, you're eating here in Vegas. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Uh, I'm just turkey. turkey I want to have a nap. You're all protein. When's the last time you had a carb? You look like you don't <laughs> eat a lot of carbs. Uh, this guy I doesn't carbs. eat sugar or carbs. No, I no, I eat it all. Okay. Uh, I'm a turkey guy. That's it's a, it's the perfect excuse to fall asleep at halftime. That's what happened. I had tryptophan and I went and saw Hamilton. That's I had it. Turkey. There I it is. Blame it on the bird. The bird. Blame it on the bird. Blame it on the bird. What do you do for Thanksgiving? Uh, uh, Turkey on the uh, Traeger. Right. I smoke it. I smoke that thing you on the smoke Traeger. It. Oh, see, I've had the deep fried. I don't know if yes. I've ever smoked one. Deep fried's good, but I right. smoke it on the Traeger. Mm -hmm. But real cranberry sauce, not the stuff, the gloopy stuff. <gasps> the, the can. No, no. Hell, hell, no way on that. Get real cranberry sauce, a little bit of sugar in there, put it in a pan, cook it up, real cranberries, mash them up, boom. There you go. I almost fell asleep at that story, ladies and gentlemen, like Hamilton. Yeah. It was so long. and Yeah, that was. <laughs> the <laughs> recipe, you recipes just... because guess what? It's Punchline's Kitchen Edition. Yeah. Anyway, we're back tomorrow. We have a show tomorrow. Uh, Jeff Parles will be in here. We'll preview the three NFL games, which we he likes all chalk. Chalk, chalk. Chalk, chalk. He Mark, what do you like? He, is he, well, Nothing. We're not going to talk betting with him. Are you a Lions fan? Who's your football team if you grew up in Sault Ste. Marie? Yeah, I was a big Lions fan. Yeah. That, that field, Ford Field, is unbelievable. Yeah. Fun. How much time? You got, got You got all the time you want. Ford Field uh, on tour with Lion King. Yeah. First of all, played the Benetton Center in Pittsburgh. Oh, beautiful, yeah. Big, big Permanis fan. No. Oh, Permanis. Then there was a there was a Lebanese dive bar around the Brit Lola's. Lola, I don't know what it was, sure but that. when I was in Pittsburgh, it was yeah. awesome. Benetton Center, but the Opera House in Detroit was right across the street from Ford Field. And my dressing room, as I'm getting painted in my Lion King outfit, would look down into Ford Field, and it was just a highlight of going back. I felt like I was home, you know, growing up where I did, and then to see. You know, just the uh, the redevelopment of downtown Detroit. Yeah, it's, it's really just, It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's it is great. just uh, gangbusters, and I'm a big fan of Detroit. Lions are my team, and they uh, look good. Yeah, they, they look great. Look good. Yeah. They I look think great. they cover. I think they win big tomorrow. All right, thank yeah. you for being here, Ron. Can always, I trade Stafford back for Jared Goff? For the Ram, know, as God. a Rams fan, Boy, can I? Can no. we make that trade back again? No, that it's fine. Out for both teams, yeah. got a Super Bowl. Got a Super Bowl out of it. Sometimes you need a kick in the ass. Now, Mark, you or Ron, you came in for episode thirty-two. When do you want to come back? What jersey number do I? I don't have many jerseys. Check your other jerseys. Check my other jerseys. Maybe it's like in touch with If you got like a Jack Lambert, we'll see at fifty-eight or something. This is episode thirty-two. This is thirty-two. Wow, well done. That's 32. Good. Or we'll refer this. We'll refer to this as the cheese was episode, probably. All right. Uh, anyway, the we'll easy be back cheese tomorrow. episode. What's up? The easy cheese. It's easy cheese. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna combine Lion King and Rock of Ages now to say goodbye. I can't fight this. He won't do feeling anymore. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, Punchline. Stay tuned in a couple hours. No. Tomorrow. 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 I'll be back tomorrow at noon. Punchlines. Oh, close up the bag. We didn't do it. Close. Anyway, punchlines. <laughs> lines live in Nevada every show. Okay.